With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, Wolverine Nation. Welcome back to the Go Blue Players with J&J. You're listening to Jared Bunch and Jamie Moore's former Michigan Wolverines. And we're happy once again because what? We are starting the season off at 5-0. and oh, That's right. Five wins. We picked up another big victory this weekend against the Wisconsin Badgers. And in this episode, we're going to talk about that big matchup. A top 10 team with first time we've beaten a top 10 team since, oh, I would say 2008. And it was a good game. It reminded me of the old school football. We were the return of defensive domination. This low scoring game, and it was a low scoring game. And that's all right. We still won. And uh, do we have a kicking problem? I think we do. How good is this defense? We're going to talk about all those things on this episode. Oh, and first, as always, I must encourage all of you listeners who have been very faithful to us, please subscribe to the Go Blue Players with J&J on iTunes and become a follower on Blog Talk Radio. Why do I want you to do that? Because you can win exclusive autograph gifts and tickets to the game and without further ado let me introduce you to my co-host mr james morris better known as jamie what's happening james what's up jared like you said five and oh baby we are five and oh and yes it was a throwback to the 80s the 70s it was a knock em sock em michigan type of michigan type of football you know defense and then the wild scoring of football we have right now, we held, we were 14-7. That's how we won. I mean, a lot of people will say, well, they didn't play enough offense. We played enough offense, and the stats will, will prove that out. But uh, our defense was stinging, and you can see how good we're becoming. Oh, well, definitely we are doing a better job of playing old-school football which some people may like and some people may not like, but the bottom line is that we are still undefeated. And we're going to talk about that on this episode of Go Blue Players with J&J. So stick around. We'll be back from this break with the Way I See It segment. This is Ward Manuel, Athletic Director at the University of Michigan. You're listening to Go Blue Players with J&J. Welcome back. In the Way I See It segment, we're going to provide our analysis on the team from a former teammate of Jim Harbaugh point of view. And wow, it was a type of game. We, we, we alluded on it just a little bit. 
in the introduction of the show. But this was like an old school game. I mean, low scoring, tough defense. And let me say this right off the bat. If there was any question that this defense was um, looking a little bit lost or giving up big plays, they answered that question right off the bat. This was a dominating defense, a dominating defensive play, and they played lights out and old school. They just stopped the run, tried not to give up any big plays, not even trying to bend, but it was a, a tough, tough, tough game overall. And I know Harbaugh loves this style of game because he, it's regular old school football and and jamie was this would you say this is like the return of the old michigan football i think it was a it was a rekindling of old school michigan football i'm sure that jimmy liked what he saw of his defense he liked uh what he saw from his offense uh i think he would have liked to put more points on the board but when you have uh your uh special teams mainly the kicking area not making the scores that they're accustomed to. Uh, we went more, I think we went a little bit more conservative than I think he would have wa wanted to, but he had to just to keep us inside the game and keep us ahead. When you say uh, a little bit conservative, um, we, isn't that, that that's a, 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 one of those old school uh, traits and we just give what you take, we take what you give. And if we're picking up, First downs would keep continue to pick up first downs. If we're playing solid defense, just let the defense win the game. Is that what you're talking about? That's exactly what I'm talking about, Jared. Not taking any chances downfield with long throws or, you know, just trying to just pick up first downs with short throws and uh, running up the middle. And, you know, Ty Isaac played well. Um, uh, Devion Smith played well. Uh, Chris Evans played well. Those were the three main backs that Michigan used this this weekend. And I think with that, they knew that they could move the ball with these running backs. I'm not saying we rushed for over 250 yards. We rushed for 162 yards. But we moved the ball on them both through the air and on the ground. That was uh, what, I, what we like to talk about is a, a controlled game. And, and the running game, started to, you know, last week we talked about uh, each running back averaging, you know, six yards a carrier or, or more. This week they continued on that path with running the ball, continuing to control the ball, uh, continuing to, to have a more than one run, use more than one running back if you know, running back by committee is working. But what was really important or what was really enlightening enlightening is that when it came down to it the scores tied up but when we needed a big play the receiving core stood up with a, a big play of darbo right when we needed we needed a touchdown we needed to pass play that is was something that's really exciting to know that if we need to throw the ball it's going to be there well the real key is in that, you know going back to what the running backs did the real key to that play was Ty Isaac stepping up and picking up that blitz. I mean, that gave Wil Wilton Spate enough time to throw that ball in stride to catch Darbo right down the the right sidelines of the uh, in the football in the football game. So, I mean, again, 
It gave you the time. He, I mean, the running back position gave you the time. Uh, usually that would have been Devion Smith. Devion wasn't in the game. Ty Isaac was, and it's always good to know we got running backs that know what they need to do because you can see Wilton getting crushed on that play if we don't pick up that blitz. Well, that is something that that they definitely, I think they worked on because last week uh, Wilton Spate was taking some hits, and I think this this week he did take, you know, there was a lot of pressure, not as many hits. I, was that a, uh, it looked like that was a, a uh, point of emphasis for practice last week in protecting the quarterback. Oh, without a doubt. They went through blitz blitz protection all week knowing what what uh wisconsin was going to bring and you know you got a hats off to wisconsin's linebacker core they lost their number one guy in jeff beal and they still came out and played yeoman's work and they kept this game as close as they could for their offense to uh you know be a part of this whole game and you know you, you just gotta I mean, you can be and say that's a snoozer or you can look at it and just say that was a Picasso, too. (laughs) Well, I think what we really would like to talk about more so is the fact of this defense, the way the defense played uh, and not just not just um, the star that we always talk about peppers, because I think the defensive line this week really stepped up again. And they put it. Uh, they put a, a clamp on that offense that they didn't allow too many things to happen. And that was, if you had to ask a question. I mean, last week we talked about grades, offense versus defense. This, I, I think, there was a, a a closer, closer as who I give the grade to. But there's no question that this defense is good. This is a really tough defense. All oh, it. The defense grazed out better than anybody. The defense played. I mean, like you just pointed out, that front four and how they rotated those guys in and out of that game, they kept pressure on on Hornybrook, the uh, Wisconsin's quarterback, all day long, putting him on the ground many times, uh, disrupting him all the time, and he was always looking over his shoulder where he was going to get hit. I know Dr. Blitz... Didn't bring his. I noticed that he didn't bring as many blitzes as he was. He usually does. He he tried to help out his secondary as much as he could. He tried to you know you know Wisconsin was going to use their tight ends and they did. So that being said, they went after the they went after the tight ends too that way. So I I, I think you your hats off to the defensive coordinator and his and his uh, assistants because they did a yeoman's job. <laughs> no question, especially when we look down at when you look at stats and when they hold an offense, when this defense holds an offense to nine receptions, nine receptions out of 25 attempts for only 88 yards. Third down conversions, they dominated on third down conversions too. only uh, four, four out of 15 that they tried. Um I just you can't say enough about what this defense has done and and the way it is starting to really be a leader on this team. You know, when you look at individual players, now you're you're looking at teams, defensive team, the defensive team. You know, we we talked about the special teams standing up and doing special things in in past weeks, but this week, you know, we may have a problem at kicking. Uh, you know, I, I heard Harbaugh say he's going to have a competition this week 
uh, at that kicking position. So a, a spot that has been really tough for uh, really good for us, special teams didn't show up last week or this past weekend, but the defense really showed up when the running game needed to be to show up, it showed up. So that's a good sign of a team that is making uh, progress team that is seeing uh, efforts being made where the efforts need to be made. I mean, this defense, when you hold a, 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 a team to net yards passing of 88 yards and only nine completions. And we, we, when you start talking about the defensive backfield and, and of, of the, of the Wolverines and, and what they're doing, we, we, <laughs> we talk about Jordan Lewis, but I think Stribling is saying, listen, there's another person out here. There's another, another defensive back out here. He's playing lights out. And I think the two of them are, are have been complimenting each other. Oh, without a doubt. It's choose your poison. I mean, like you said, the, Hornybrook didn't want to go at Jordan Lewis. I mean, Jordan Lewis was a, is a, a you know, a all American candidate. Was an all American last year. Why would you want to go over to an all American and throw the ball over to his way? But when you go back over there and you got stribbling over there on the other side, and he's blanket coverage on the other wide receiver. I mean, he, what he had two interceptions himself, and I mean that's 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 key. That shows you. You know, I, that's our strength. And we said that, you know, year. I mean, we've said that all year that our secondary, once Jordan Lewis gets healthy and gets back in to the, uh, the game, that's going to be the strength of our of our defense. And anybody who thinks that they can throw the ball, you playing right into our strength. It is. It is. And you you mentioned a little bit about um, not blitzing that much. Is that something that, uh, I mean, with the way that this game went in, in such a dominant fashion, do you think we'll continue on playing this type with not as, you know, not as much blitzing in the future? Or was this just a game plan type of situation um, just for this week? I think it's a game plan situation each and every week. I think they're going to look at the offensive lines that they're going to match up against. And they're going to look at players that, you know, that they they can choose on, uh, uh, pick out. And if they can beat them with the four guys in front of them, I mean, you'd rather have four guys in front of you and your seven, your, your other seven getting it done back, back on the backside. So that's that. I mean, I think the, I think defensive coordinator Brown is doing a great job in assessing what his guys up front can do. I mean, they they knew that there were some guys in was at Wisconsin that they could run over, and they pretty much did run over some of those offensive linemen. This is not a traditional Wisconsin offensive line, as it showed. They had some cracks in their molds, and we were able to get to them. And I think as you look at our schedule, that may continue, and that just adds even more. When are they going to blitz and when are they not going to blitz? It's going to add a little bit more into the heads of those offenses that we continue to play throughout the season. Yeah. So what what does uh, overall um, grades, giving out grades, offense? Offense, I'm going to give a B, a solid B. Defense? Defense gets a B plus, borderline A minus. I mean, I love the way they played. I love the way the energy they had. Even when they gave up the touchdown, they didn't bury their heads. They came out the next series and shut them down. Great. And special, special teams. I give it, I give it a D minus. I mean, you know, 
They didn't kick the ball to Peppers, and when they did, they kicked it high and got guys underneath so he would have to fair catch. And then we just hey, you better send out all the orders to all the kickers and all the soccer players in in at the University of Michigan and say, come on down and kick the ball, because right now we're in trouble. We need a kicker. And maybe we're asking Kenny Allen to do a little bit too much. I mean, he is our place kicker. He is our kickoff guy. He is our punter. So maybe we're asking him too much to do. Do you think what? So what do you think? Uh, you know, Harbaugh Harb said that uh, this week there'll be a, a competition. What do you think that the, uh, as saying that maybe he's doing too much, do you think that uh, whether, however this competition plays out this week, you think that they're going to give somebody else an, an, a shot just just because this week? I think they will. I think they will. I mean, they have Rutgers on the schedule, and I take nothing from Rutgers. This is a football game, and we have to win it and go in with the attitude to win it. But we know who we're playing. So with that being said, we will give some other people an opportunity. I know we have a freshman, a kicker who can kick the ball a mile, they say. Who can kick it? He can. He he's a good kicker, but I think they still want to keep him on the redshirt program. So, and you know what, Jared, you know as well as I do, a bad week of kicking for a kicker could be the next week is a great week for a kicker. So, it's temp it's temperamental. Kickers are temperamental, and we'll see. Maybe he had maybe he had tests or something. Quit. He had his first test of the of the semester or something like that. Something wasn't right in his head, but he did kick the ball a a, a humdingers doing kickoffs. Those two kickoffs he had. So I'm gonna tell you that. Yeah. Well, overall, it's a you know it was a good win, uh, a very needed win. Like I said, it was it's it's been since 2008 that there was a win against another top 10 team. So we're looking pretty good. Um, actually, after this victory, they will probably be put at, uh, at that number four spot, which puts them at, in the, uh, in the playoff. If, if, if the playoffs were announced, if the NCAA playoffs were announced today, Michigan would be that fourth, that fourth team. So we're happy about that. But bottom line is we're taking it week to week. We're uh, actually seeing progress at different positions every week, which is, is just exciting and so, so happy as a fan to watch and see the team work on things, um, know where their weaknesses are, approach a uh, solution for the weakness, and then put it into play each and every week. And that's why we're five and zero right now. We're happy. We got a big game coming up. Uh, it, it's <laughs> you know, and it's it's a, it, after this game we'll we'll have our bye week. But um, coming up, we'll talk about that. But I'm happy where we are right now. Um, but stick around because we'll be back with our big blue segment right after these messages. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or become followers of the show at blogtalkradio.com. Go Blue Players with J&J. And welcome back to Go Blue Players with J&J. We're here in the Big Blue segment. Each week, we will choose a topic that Michigan players experience either as a Wolverine player, student, coach, or alumni. And this week, I want to discuss this, this team 
because it reminds me of old school Michigan. It reminds me of those old bold Schimbeckler teams. And it reminds me, me personally, of my freshman year, Harbaugh senior year. And that was the 1986, 86, 87 team that uh, went to the Rose Bowl. And I say that because we played solid. I mean, the defense was just like lights out and we ran the ball a lot, but we still passed. We had, I mean, it's Harbaugh who went in the first round of that 87 draft showed that he could, you know, when necessary, he could find an open man or he can make things happen. He can extend drives with his, um, with his feet or, you know, a lot of play action, a lot of uh, bootlegs, that made things happen, and solid defense. And I think, he, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think Harbaugh threw for over 300 yards in one or two games, which was like unheard of back then. I mean, we're talking about 1986 and oh, Michigan throwing yeah. the ball and a, the quarterback throwing for over 300 yards. But this team reminds me of that because of such solid, just straight-up Old school football, run the ball, tough defense, throw when you need to. And, and Jared, you got to point out that multiple formations that we ran. We ran the uh, we ran the the pro set. We ran the wishbone set. We ran the split back set. The uh, bow would in sometimes bow would throw in an unbalanced line. I mean, he did things just like Jim Harbaugh is doing with this current team right now. And you know, he had a. As you said, I mean, we, we, we had a quarterback in Jim Harbaugh who could throw the ball. He was number one in efficiency in, in, in back then in 86. Um, we were able to run the ball um, and be uh, rushed for 225, two, uh, 225 yards a game. And Jim would still throw the ball for over one, 190 between 190 and 200 yards a game. And in the bigger games, he would throw for over 300 yards. Uh, I mean, if you remember that 86 game, that was uh, Jimmy's guaranteed game where he guaranteed we would win. And uh, it, he yeah. came out and he threw for over three 300 yards that game. Against Ohio State. Exactly. Exactly. He guaranteed the victory. And uh, I do remember that. But – do you recall that um, our our main objective, this, and this is the reason why I think that there's a some I see similarities. Main objective was every week to run the ball for at least 200 yards. Mm-hmm. Michigan right now is running the ball. Uh, uh, on Saturday they they ran the ball. They had 219 yards rushing. Um, we wanted to pick up 20. 20 first downs or long plays. We had close to 21st. They, they had close to 20 first downs last week. Yep. 21 um, first downs. They wanted to. Yeah. I mean, those similarities uh, hit big plays when necessary. When it was necessary in this game, when we needed a, a big play, we hit a long a 46 yard t- a pass for a touchdown. Those things are what makes for solid, just you know, football. I mean, those are X's and O's on the board. And this is what we're going to do. You can either stop us or you can not. And we are gaming that you won't be able to stop us because we'll tell you what we're going to do. 
and you know what we're going to do, it is up to us to execute it. And that's what, the, the, to me, that's what it seems like they're playing. That's the way they're playing. Well, of course, Jim Harbaugh, is, he's, he's familiar with these types of games. He loves these types of games. Um, and he was born and raised in these types of games with, through his father and through Bo Schimbeckler. So having a game like this probably made him happier than you know what. But being in a game like this, in a situation like this, was probably nerve-wracking to him too. And he probably said, I, I, you know what, I, I'd rather be a player right now than a coach because you have more control. But that being said, he ha- I think he handled the, uh, the game really well. He kept it close to the vest when he knew he had kicking problems. I think he pulled back on throwing the ball a little bit more than what, what he wanted to do. He, did, he, did, he refrained from that and just went to his running game, as you pointed out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy. Uh, I'm seeing it. The, the, this week coming up, uh, is a, is, is a, you know, some people will look on paper and say that it's, it's um, you know, it's another team that they should beat. But um, what happened the last time that we, we, uh, we play, were playing Rutgers? Yeah, night game. They beat us. It's a night game also. It's important. This is an important game for, for the team because it wasn't two years ago that we went some there. These, what do they call it, the black yes. hole? Some of these seniors will remember going there at a night game. It's Rutgers' uh, night game, and they made this a uh, blackout, if you remember. And uh, they their quarterback, who really wasn't that good, looked like an All-American thrown against a Michigan defense. I mean, he really looked good, and they took it to Michigan. And a lot of those seniors will remember how how they were received and how they were treated when they went there the last time. Well, when we, that year, that year, we, we were talking about um, that 86, 87 year, I remember um, Bo used to, when we would win games, it was like the weeks that, the week of practice after we won a game was almost tougher than any other week of practice that we lost because he didn't want us to get complacent. He wanted us to start to really take a, make it, uh, pay attention to detail and coming up this week with a game like we have against Rutgers, it's a team that, um, that everyone thinks, or they, you know, they should win, should beat them. Uh, what type of week of practice do you think? Is that the same? Will it be the same type of, you know, like, oh, like Bo used to do? When, when, when you talk to the players, they know this is going to be a tough week of practice. They know. They knew uh, as soon as that game got over at Wisconsin, they knew that this game, the Rutgers game, was going to be a rough week of practice. Jimmy does not want them to get complacent. He doesn't want them to worry about, you know, we're playing with, we're playing who won the game between Ohio State and Rutgers. What was the score? Who cares? We're playing another team that's aiming to knock Michigan out of the, uh, uh, on their feet, knock them off their game plan, winning the Big Ten championship. So that being said, Jim Harbaugh has focused on Rutgers, and it's just another step that's in our way to a Big Ten championship. Is um. 
when when uh again comparing to this this team to the 86 team and Bo's main objective number 1 was to win the Big 10 championship with all of this um emphasis on the national championship and the uh the uh playoff system has that changed is it i mean in order to win the uh, national championship you got to win the big 10 championship most of the time exactly anyway. so why would that change I, I think more emphasis is on winning the big 10 championship winning each and every game going to the big 10 championship game winning that one and then you're in you know for a fact that the big 10 champion is in the selected final four which which is that's it that's it. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. I think that this is a really. This will be a really tough week of practice. Um, how are they injury wise? I mean, the team. We have some players that coming uh, that will be coming back. Some players. There was a one injury uh, from the game. I think the worst thing about uh, how, um, the worst thing that happened was we lost the we lost one of our. Uh, Offensive lineman uh, Newsom, and he's got done for the season, number seventy-seven. Yeah, well, the injuries are a part of it, and um, but we're we're still we're still plugging away. It's always nice and nice to see that uh, the goals have never changed. It's always to win that Big Ten championship. Number one, if you win every game, it's not a problem. You win every game. Well, most of all, most or all uh, goals will be accomplished. So we'd love to have that be in the situation that we are five and zero going into a situation where uh, against the Rutgers team that is that that creates some problems for us before they have beaten us there. So that's this is a good test. I mean, be the first away game. Uh, you have to experience, you know, the day of travel and and you know those things that we have not experienced yet this year with this team. So this is a good test. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I think that it will go well. I, I hope that everyone stays on their P's and Q's. And I think this coaching staff will definitely try to do, make sure that they do do that, but we're looking forward to it. This is a comparison from this team and, and what that 86 team Harbaugh's last year with at Michigan and I, my first year at Michigan, and I just see so many similarities to it. And I know that the coaching staff back then really had us ready for those away games. So I'm looking forward to it. That's our big blue segment. We'll be right back after these messages. This is Ward Manuel, athletic director at the University of Michigan. You're listening to Go Blue Players with J&J. You've been listening to Go Blue Players with J&J. I'm Jared Bunch. My co-host is Jamie Morris. We'll be back next week to recap the big game against Rutgers and give a little preview of our upcoming opponent. Oh, boy, what? And we'll have two weeks off because we have a bye, which is uh, much needed time for, a, uh, you know, re- re-evaluation. But don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or become followers of the show at blogtalkradio.com. Go Blue Players with Jay and Jay. We'll see you next week. Go Blue!
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.